Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the breakfast show and your mind your business segment. I'm Amar Akhtar. Singapore is taking a step forward to improve the living conditions of migrant workers. MOM recently announced that by 2030, they plan to roll out new housing standards for 1,000 foreign worker dormitories meant to boost public health and overall well-being. This initiative goes hand in hand with an award-winning project at the recent 10th Singapore Good Design, which is a creative collaboration with the Dormitory Association Singapore Limited. Called Project Commune, it aims to reimagine the living spaces for migrant workers and promote a sense of community. A distributable handbook is also published that serves more as guidelines and less as a rulebook for dormitory design and management. Let's find out more about the inspiration and how it aligns with the government's initiatives. I have in the studio with me Peter Overy, the managing director of Agency, a human-centered design consultancy. Peter, thanks for joining me today. Good morning. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Let's start with this operation. It was a collective effort over 19 weeks, quite mm-hmm. comprehensive. Could you tell me a little bit about the core insights that guided your design approach? How different is it from what the current practice is at sure. present? Sure. So, as a human-centered design practice, we use empathy as a very strong lens to the way in which we're looking at the world. Mm. What that effectively means is we're either immersing ourselves in the experience, so we actually experience it, and by doing that, we have a strong lens of like, okay, this is what's really going on in people's everyday lives. At the same time, we're on the ground talking to workers at various different points in their day. Sometimes when they wake up, you know, and they're going to the showers, and there's large queues, mm. or they're cooking at the end of the day and coming together. Uh, what are they doing? Why are they doing it? How are they doing it? Mm. And then along the way, we're looking to see what areas we can improve. We're also on the ground, so we're meeting managers uh, and operators of the dorms and their everyday lives as well. All the good, the bad, the ugly, mm. um, and really unlocking what it really takes to support them in their everyday too, to improve how workers can have a more successful experience in mm. the dormitory. Insight-wise, I think one of the most important parts was recognizing that if you think about the roles of workers, worker is just one activity they're doing. Mm. They're also fathers, sons, husbands, brothers, celebrating, recognizing, reflecting on that, getting them to connect and socialize around those things mm. are important factors to unlocking a, and fostering a much stronger sense of community. Mm. Other things were, if you go into the dorm, you'll notice quite cluttered. Mm. But if you were to move into your home and you hadn't prepared anything, right? You've got, you've got boxes everywhere. You might have a bed. You may have a sofa, but then you start buying stuff for your house.、Mm. As you buy things, you need to put stuff away. You need cupboards. You need areas to place things. You you start to get used to the routine of it. If you don't provide for those things, then you will create clutter. So thinking about how we design for spaces and zonality was an important part of the insight level. The last one also is about recognizing what was already happening on the ground.、Mm. So. One of the key things we saw were workers actually collectively cooking together. So they would come together. They would think about the volume of food they required, the type of dishes they required, and were doing those things themselves already.、Mm. So rather than providing for gyms or other activity centres that are sometimes mandated. 
but they become hard, right? Because you mm. get at the end of the day, do you want to go to the gym? Most people don't, right? They might get up really early to go to the gym, but yeah. they don't necessarily come home from a long day's work, especially construction workers, and go, you know what? I'm going to do more exercise. That's mm. not what they want to do. Mm. So the coming together, the having the food, the collective camaraderie of those things, the stories they tell one another, the villages they're from, mm. all of that can be amplified. So recognizing what's already happening and designing for those things. Okay. Lot to unpack there. I just want to get a sense of the scale of this operation. Mm -hmm. Five months like we discussed. How many people, especially in terms of dorm operators, were actively involved in this creative process? So pretty much the whole council from the DASL. So that's that's there are over a hundred dorms. But mm. As a, as a series of activities, we can uh, collectively bring 100 dorm uh, managers together. Mm. So there is a selection of, of between 10 to 20 at different points. Um, we visited many. Um, the reason for that, there are factory converted dorms, there are purpose-built dorms, there are uh, uh, housing that's actually used for dormitories, just small scale, like maybe up to 10 workers. Mm. And seeing all of these different places and how they are providing the experience was an important part of looking at the variants bringing those guys together in workshop activities to understand their various different needs, really important. If you think about those who had got the 25,000 workers, yeah. you have to be very careful when you say, I'm going to make a big change, because mm. if you make a big change, that's an inordinate amount of cost, yeah. right? So yeah. we balance out both the desirability in terms of what do people care about, i.e. the workers, what do the dormant managers and operators care about, and mm. balancing those pieces together to be mm. able to support the ecosystem of the dorm itself. Mm. At the same time, we're looking at viability. We're asking questions of what it really means to change certain aspects of the business model. Mm. If we, as an example, provide certain um, support to keep spaces cleaner and tidier, mm. does that mean that you don't have to clean it so often and maintain mm. it? Effectively, the workers are maintaining it themselves. Therefore, costs reduce for the overall way in which you're having to maintain the dormitory. And where can you take those spare pieces of cash and use them elsewhere to amplify things? Sure. You spent a lot of time on the ground, as you rightly said. You heard about the good, the bad and the ugly, to phrase it the way you did. Now, from the workshop participants that you spoke to, could you share some of the key concerns that the operators and dorm managers had regarding the migrant worker living conditions? I think the, the most important thing that we try to do in any mm. um, circumstance with the work that we do, there is a level of change management. The more you ask someone to change something, the harder it becomes for many people, right? Yeah. And on every level. Old right? habits die hard. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's really tough, right? Yeah. So what we try to do is establish effectively what are their small things they can do that have a significant amount of impact. Mm. Some of those things are to do with activities. So these are yep. things that managers and operators are already doing. So by giving them the ability to think about how they foster community even stronger, even in an improved way. Mm. So an example has been some of the dorms are uh, having celebratory birthday as well as days which are celebrating and recognizing fathers in the dormitories. Okay, very nice. So in those workshops, what we're able to do is shape these things. Mm. They become small things that aren't a huge amount of effort, but they're an inordinate amount of change. Mm. So in that respect, when we hear some of the concerns around the adjustments you might make to the environment, which are you know the, the kind of furniture aspects, we have to be careful about the way in which we support the implementation plan. So an example would be rather than having to renew all your furniture, mm. which in the future may well be a 
uh, a thing that they have to do in the very beginning moving stuff around zoning the space differently it's not a huge cost it's more effort to actually kind of reshape the rooms themselves mm. that unlock the insight around you know designing for year three not year one so we're giving people storage that's every day but also stuff that you can lock away mm. so your stuff that you're you might have bought gold or you might have bought something for the family you're going to take home at some point sure. important things and you lock them away sure so those are things that are easier and cheaper and and more <laughs> more less uh, acute yeah. for people to actually get to to do all right. If you're just joining us, we're in conversation with Peter Overy. He's the managing director for Agency, a design consultancy that's entered into a creative collaboration with the Dormitory Association of Singapore. It's called Project Commune. It aims to reimagine the living spaces for migrant workers. It's an award-winning project, of course. Peter, addressing the needs of migrant workers is crucial. We've already established that. Some, though, might be concerned about the increased labor costs. How do you think these improvements uh, might impact housing costs going forward? I think the challenge with dormitories is there are a lot of workers coming into Singapore, right? So just the sheer volume of them, they're part of the operating system of Singapore. They clean our streets. Mm. They, they unlock our everyday lives in a way that supports the cleanliness, the efficiency, and so on and so forth. Yep. There's no getting around the fact that to do that, you need large-scale housing of, of various different mm. descriptions. The interesting part of the way this is moving forward is the purpose-built dorms and the shaping of those pieces um, and the operating model we try to help kind of balance out mm. should support efficiencies in terms of uh, both the impact on quality of life, but also the management of the maintenance and the costs associated with running a door. Mm. So in that respect, what we're trying to do is create some long-term efficiencies and therefore whether or not those go into the pockets of people or they go back into the system, that's something that I, I can't control, but... Um, the supporting starting point that we created should indeed help in some form. The challenge with labour cost overall is there mm. are other things that are out of our control from the design of the dorm that have nothing to do with dormitory itself and everything to do with uh, volume of construction workers that are required in Singapore today, right? So that pushes up costs for employers and so on and so forth. Yeah, earlier I alluded to the Manpower Ministry's new housing standards for the migrant worker dorms. They want by 2030 to roll out new housing standards for a thousand foreign worker dorms meant to boost public health and overall well-being. How do you envision Project Commune sparking broader discussions on worker well-being within urban planning? So, the, I mean, the good thing is already happening. Mm. Okay, so yep. a dorm called Tiap has been constructing and taking the behavioral principles that were developed in the handbooks that we created mm. and are really taking to heart the fostering and nurturing of community. And this is happening across different dorms. So what that effectively means is that um, you're engaging your workers in a very different way. The fact that the standards are being set at a functional level, those don't necessarily impact what we're doing in that way. Mm. We have helped to support the zoning of the rooms um, so in any form, anything being built that can house you know, up to 12 workers in, a, in an environment, that zoning would support the unlock of a, of a happier, more engaged life, right? So sure. creating privacy, for instance, right? So if you get home after a long day's work and you want to ring your wife or your kids <laughs> and you've got a bunch of others in your, in your room, you need to be able to zone it so that there's an area to be able to have that quiet space, right. have that conversation. Privacy, yeah. yeah, it's really important. Mm. So those things that we've developed, those principles, 
principles can be applied to any form, any size of dorm with any construct. As the ministry starts to change certain standards, it still will allow for uh, the changes that we've kind of put in place to continue. All right. Well, Peter, it's been a pleasure having you in the studio this morning. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. We've been in conversation with Peter Overy. He's the managing director for Agency. It's a design consultancy. It's entered into a creative collaboration with the Dormitory Association of Singapore. It's called Project Commune. It aims to reimagine the living spaces for migrant workers. It is an award-winning project and is in line with government ambitions that plan to roll out new housing standards by 2030. It's also published a handbook offering dorm operators and managers a framework for doing the same. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.